0: This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby
1: Collins. And we are going to be getting your Christmas Eve off to quite a start. As Jessica just said, it is a foggy and overcast beginning to your Christmas Eve. But I know a lot of people out there have plans, and everybody has different celebrations and observances at this time of the year. But if you're still thinking about something to do a little bit later on today, and you want to get into that christmas spirit let's go to our tri-county contracting hotline and find out from captain dana bigelow from the salvation army what is going on in oak creek and captain dana it is a pleasure to have you here and merry christmas to you Merry
2: Christmas! I can't believe we're already here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I
1: know, and and I know we've seen everybody from the Salvation Army out there with those red kettles over the last couple of uh, weeks, and hopefully everybody is has given until it hurts because I know you you really put those proceeds to some great uh, programs throughout the year. But you've got a very special. Celebration going on a little bit later on today with your annual live nativity. And tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, yeah, so my husband Jason and I um, moved to the Oak Creek Salvation Army location on South Howell Avenue here in Oak Creek. And one of the things that we found out from the very beginning was that they did this live nativity. And I personally had never been to one before, so I wasn't sure what to expect. And so it's an amazing um, just our service um, in our chapel, and I couldn't believe it when they told me that there were actually going to be animals in it as well. And so it tells of the Christmas story um, from the the Bible, from the um, Luke, uh, the book of Luke. And um, during uh, the 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 service, then we have singing, there's some special um, activities that happen, and then camels and donkeys and goats, you name it, come through, and it just kind of puts you in the Christmas spirit about the true meaning of Christmas that we celebrate.
1: Okay, I'm going to hold you right there, Captain Dana, because obviously people are involved, but you mentioned camels and donkeys and goats. I mean, how many animals are we talking about? How many live animals participate in the live nativity?
2: There is, like, close to 15 animals that come through, and it is just amazing. Actually, a funny story, the first year that we were here... It was uh, shortly after COVID, and I couldn't find a camel. I had a donkey and the goats, and I couldn't find one. And so I ended up on Amazon getting a camel costume, and I was the camel for that year. <laughs> and so since then, I've made sure. So I'm the understudy, just in case the camel will not participate, because it's just a magnificent, and it has the duck to come through the door, and he's only four years old. His name is Newton, and he's just the sweetest. But it's just kind of neat, and it just, uh, like, it brings it lot. The whole Christmas story. Where, where do you find a live camel? You know, there are many places around Wisconsin, because that year of 2021, I called a lot of places, Uh, but we work with an amazing group called New Beginnings Ranch, which is just outside of Oak Creek, and they're just amazing and just really um, have a passion for animals. They have a petting zoo, and they have many other animals that we, you know, could be in the Christmas story, I guess, but um, (laughs) they bring them, and it's just really wonderful, and um, they kind of help work with the animals, and then the children, actually, it's the cutest, moment uh, with the shepherds come down it's actually a lot of the kids and it's either the kids are pulling the goats or usually the goats and the sheep are pulling them (laughs) (laughs) now
1: i understand there's two services today one is in english and one is in spanish and what's the time
2: Yes, the, all in English will be at 4.30, and all in Spanish will be at 6.30. And it's just welcome to anyone who wants to come in uh, to the Salvation Army, and they'll have a seat and just a wonderful atmosphere together. And you can bring your family, your friends, or just come yourself. Um, if you're more than welcome to come and join us. And uh, we don't have to be a part of the Salvage Army, it could be anybody, but it's just a really great community event that I just have uh, learned to treasure, like you mentioned, especially after the hustle and bustle of Christmas uh, with the Christmas kettles and the toys giveaway and all of the things. This is just a perfect ending before we kick off Christmas Day. And one more time, let's give the address. It's at 8853 South Howell Avenue um, in Oak Creek. It's right across from the Target Shopping Mart. And if you come in the parking lot, just go all the way to the right, and somebody will greet you, and you're welcome to come.
1: And I cannot think of a better way to celebrate Christmas Eve. Captain Dana Bigelow from the Salvation Army, thank you so much for being here with us, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. I'm Libby Collins. It is 8.13 on WTMJ. We've got a very short Wisconsin Weekend Morning News because Green Bay Game Day gets underway at 9 o'clock. But a little bit later on, we're going to tell you how your kids can check in on Santa's Progress. Debbie, Debbie Lazaga is going to be here with some of our teammates talking about their holiday traditions. Of course, we'll hear from our cast. Uh, he's got some... Big surprise closings that happened this week in Milwaukee. Also, Matt Miller has some very strong opinions about Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy. We'll take a look back at the week in review. Jessica Gatz is in the newsroom. Tommy Wartz is here pushing those buttons. And in just two minutes, it's Matt Sossler in sports. It's 44 degrees at 814 on WTMJ.
3: Five bucks scored in double figures in their 130 to 111 win over the New York Knicks.
0: They're smart, they're intelligent, and you got to take what the defense gives you. Uh, There's times when, you know, they're really good at at reading coverages. They've been doing this for, for many, many moons. You know, Dame has seen every coverage, and he's a master at reading, and he knows his options. He makes the right read. He's like a quarterback, and when teams are in a certain coverage, he, you know, he has the ability to adjust, and same with Giannis. You know, they, these guys are super intelligent.
3: Head coach Adrian Griffin. Giannis led the way with 28 points. Bobby Portis finished with 23. Up next, the Bucks remain in New York for a Christmas morning contest against the Knicks. Coverage on WTMJ starts at 1030. After dropping their past two games, the Packers are focused on one thing today against the Carolina Panthers.
4: Yeah, I mean we gotta win. We gotta you know, three opportunities to go out there and get a get a get a win. Um, you know, the goal right now is to get to nine and eight and then obviously let the the playoffs kind of play themselves out and see if we can get a shot in there. But uh yeah, I mean, obviously bouncing back after two tough loss, losses, um, you know, we just gotta find a way to go win these last three.
3: Packers quarterback Jordan Love, in order to accomplish that, they'll have to do it without some key pieces. Linebacker Devondre Campbell, safety Darnell Savage, and tight end Luke Musgrave have been ruled out. And wide receiver Christian Watson, offensive lineman Luke Tenuta, and running back Emmanuel Wilson. are doubtful kickoff from Carolina is scheduled for noon. Elsewhere around the NFL, the 7-7 Vikings host the 10-4 Lions. The 5-9 Bears take on the 3-11 Cardinals. And if you want to see a familiar face, the Giants have signed former Packers kicker Mason Crosby to their practice squad. He's expected to start for them tomorrow afternoon against the Eagles. I'm Matt Sossler, WTMJ Sports.
1: Thanks a lot, Matt, and it'll be nice to see Mason Crosby back out there, even if he is playing for the Giants. It's eight eighteen. we have 44 degrees at WTMJ, and you're just a couple minutes away from Mark Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal, all here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News.
5: Santa tell me
1: if you're really well, if you've been dreaming of a white Christmas think you can, because it's not going to happen. Not not today, not tomorrow, not for the rest of the week. We, it's got a really cloudy morning this morning, and if you're out there driving, watch out for the fog, because it's pretty thick in a lot of the out, outlying areas. We're only going to get up to 53 today, which is kind of unseasonable for those kind of time of the year. Tonight, more patchy fog, cloudy down to 46. On Christmas Day, you've got rain. You've got clouds and a high of 51. Then on Tuesday, another chance of rain showers under cloudy skies. A high of 48. Wednesday, more rain. Cloudy, 43. And Thursday, another chance of rain, but then you might see just a little bit of snow mixed in. It'll be cloudy with a high of 40 degrees. Currently in Port Washington, we have 43 degrees. Colgate's at 44. Kenosha has 42, and we have 44 degrees at WTMJ at 822. And it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with uh, Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Everybody's in the holiday spirit, Mark Cass, because the other night, I understand, you were at an event at the Calatrava, and the lighting was spectacular. Yeah,
4: just a nice new addition here, Libby, from the Art Museum, actually lighting up the Calatrava at night and how the colors it's going to be that way through the end of the year. But just a spectacular shot. I think it'll be the new thing on all the national newscasts, national broadcasts that happen here. I love that kind of thing. I'm a big fan of the home Bridge lighting up. I just think there's more ways here that you can make the city look good. I think it's great. Everybody loves the Art Museum already. Everybody loves the College Club already. And to add this onto it, I think it's just great for the city. And just another thing to sell. I mean, think about RNC. Think about all the national shots we're going to have next year. And you're going to be able to see this thing. It's just wonderful.
1: And of course, you can stop at Quick Trip. <laughs> Pick yes. up all those necessities that you
4: need on the road. Exactly. Get some chicken, I hear. Lots, hey, t- lots of chicken tell us, I hear.
1: tell yeah. us about this expansion they're doing all over the state.
4: It's crazy. Everybody loves Quick Trip in Wisconsin. You just hear about it all the time. You hear about the food, the coffee, and to see them spend money, they're going to get some help here from the state, about $12 million worth of help from the state on this project. But, again, reinvesting in the state, hiring more employees, adding more stores. It's just great to see a staple like this. When you think of Wisconsin, you think of Harley, right? You think of Culver's. You think a quick trip. It's just a mainstay company that's done so well in our state.
1: Well, somebody else is going to be doing really well in the state is Big B Coffee is coming to Milwaukee. And I got to tell you, our producer, Isaac, is super excited about that.
4: Is he already there? Is he already waiting in line to get his first cup? Is that how it goes? I I mean, I heard that
1: So, I hope he doesn't miss his cue because, yeah, I think he might already be there.
4: <laughs> he might already be there. Now, I think this is important because, remember, it was about a month ago you and I were talking about Starbucks leaving there. There was a, bit, a little bit of concern I heard throughout the community about kind of what was going to replace it. So, I mean, it's a great spot at the park there right next to the ice rink, right on Water Street, right across from the Market Center. So a key spot, and to see a national company that's coming into Milwaukee already with a couple stores, adding a store there, I think it's important because, it, one, it shows how things are going well in the part of the city. But two, it's an investment in the city. So I think this is good news and a good way for you and Isaac to get coffee. I mean, I go down there. I just think it's a great location and a great place to see people. And I could see you and Isaac on ice skates together, right? Kind of throughout the winter, (laughs) and maybe some roller skates throughout the
1: spring. I think you better get out of my way if you see me on ice skates. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that, but
4: that's
5: okay.
1: Hey, listen, you know, I hate to be Debbie Downer because it is Christmas Eve, but that big business news of the week was that sudden announcement by the University Club that was closing. I mean, I've been there. That place is absolutely gorgeous and the history in that downtown club is amazing. Why are they doing this?
4: This is cost. This is a cost. We saw this trend about three, four or so years ago when these clubs added on country clubs. You saw it with the University Club. You saw with the Wisconsin Club, they both added on country clubs to offer their members another reason to join, right? Because when all these country clubs are kind of struggling to get members just because of the cost. So, you know, they ended on the country club and they just have found it so expensive to run each of them and the maintenance of the building and that. And they just made a decision kind of surprising and kind of sudden. I mean, they closed like three hours after they announced it was closing very unusual you know a lot of a shock to that one a well-known club something that's been around for a long time really disappointing to see but they are still going to run the country club out on the north side of milwaukee as i said this happened with wisconsin club where wisconsin club sold its country club but yet kept its headquarters, its big building, right in the heart of the city. So sad to see, but Libby, these country clubs are struggling now. It's hard to get the young and up-and-cumbers to spend this kind of money to really join a club.
1: What are you hearing from their current members, though, about that closing? I'm sure they're not all happy
4: i uh, really shocked. No, there's a lot of shock. There's kind of disappointment. They're looking at their options, looking at the Milwaukee Athletic Club, looking at the Wisconsin Club, seeing what their options are. It's disappointing. I think a lot of people love the building, love that effort there, but it's just one of those things that happens, unfortunately, in the current environment.
1: Mm. Well, another down story for the week is Walgreens is closing another yeah. store in Milwaukee. That's what, the third one that they're closing?
4: Third one, this is going to close in early 24. You know, for those people who've been watching the news nationally, you've seen plants to cut stores, to cut staff, to cut costs. You know, Walgreens was one of those, libby that just grew like crazy. Think about it. There's a Walgreens in every corner. I'm exaggerating, but really not much. They're just everywhere. They're kind of like the McDonald's and the Starbucks, of the world. There's just so many of them. And I think over time, they've just kind of gotten them out there so much that they need to scale back, especially with the economy softening, certain areas, certain stores that are not performing up to level. So you're going to see more of this. I think throughout 24, you may see some more Walgreens close. You may see some more of these large chain stores close. As the economy slows, as we've seen, again, we have not seen a recession, but we are seeing a loadout, you know, you'll see kind of retailers react like this. So this is a disappointment because the three of them have closed, have been in the city of Milwaukee, where those services are really needed.
1: Let's end on a high note. Apparently, Milwaukee area home sales, exactly. They have been falling in the last few months, but there are signs it's coming back in 2024.
4: With interest rates slowly coming down, and I'll use the word slowly, you know, they were up in the seventh, almost up to eight percent. They're now off a little bit and the thought is throughout 24 you're going to see the interest rates drop somewhat again not down to the twos and the threes that we saw but maybe fives so i think you're going to see the market pick up spring always brings the market up i think there's a lot of people who who waited to see where they kind of was going to see where interest rates are going so home prices are going up again i think you'll see some activity really strong activity in 24 ask people more around the interesting thing to me will be how did all these up, Apartments, kind of how are they going to do downtown? And will we ever see new condos in the downtown area? So I think it's a good news story to end the year on. But, Libby, I really want to wish you and all your listeners Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. It's been a great year here in Milwaukee in 23, but 24 is going to be even better.
1: And I look forward to working with you all the way into next year, Mark. As always, it's great to have Uh, you here. You bet. And if I know Mark Cass, he is looking for Santa Claus right now. And we're going to tell you, if you get got little kids in the house, how they can check on Santa. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News 828.
0: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas.
1: And welcome back to the second half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. Short show today because Green Bay Game Day gets underway at 9 o'clock. It's 44 degrees at 835 on WTMJ. Parents and grandparents everywhere. If you've got little ones, you know they want to know where is Santa right now. And joining us on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Jean Husky from OnStar. And, Jean, you've got a great way to let everybody know where Santa is is right now.
6: For sure. Yeah, we've been excited to do this and we've been doing this for 15 years now, partnering with Santa and NORAD, which is our North American Aerospace Command, um, to help track Santa and bring joy to families all around the country that have active OnStar memberships through any of their Cadillac, Chevrolet, GMC, or Buick vehicles under General Motors. Really excited to be able to help families understand what Santa's doing and where he's at as he's making his way across the globe here to North America.
1: We've got a lot of families in their cars right now. And if they want to find out where Santa is and they've got one of those cars with the OnStar app, what can they do?
6: Yeah, it's real easy. All you got to do is press the blue button. You'll ask to speak to Santa. We'll get you over to one of Santa's helpers to tell you where Santa's at or what Santa's doing. And after we do that for you, we'll be able to then transfer to a Chris Pringle experience to where you can tell Santa if you've been naughty or good. You can tell him your name. You can tell him what you want. And then he'll even have time for a short story if you like.
1: All right. Now, you can also do this on your cell phone.
6: Correct. This year, we have the Guardian app which allows you to track Santa through the app. So if you're phone savvy and you enjoy having this at your fingertips on your phone, if you have the OnStar Guardian app, you can just use that to track Santa by pressing on the red Santa hat, and that'll help you stay engaged and keep ball points and a pulse on Santa throughout the day and the evening.
1: And finally, you can call Chris Kringle right now. Who do they call?
6: Yeah, the OnStar advisor can transfer them over to that after they talk to the OnStar advisor, Our advisors are excited to help out Santa and for every app engagement through the Guardian app and for every button press, we're going to donate $1 to the Red Cross and give back. It's a great time of giving and we have a cap at $25,000. So we're looking forward to 25,000 engagements and beyond to be able to max that out and partner with the Red Cross and donate the money back to help out those in need.
1: Gene Husky from OnStar, thank you so much and have a Merry Christmas.
6: You too. Thanks for having us.
1: And if you don't have OnStar, here's what you can do. You can just go to NORAD Santa on Facebook, or you can go to NORADSanta.org and you can find out where Santa is right now. And I'm, best he, I'm betting he's probably somewhere in the Far East, probably, you know, headed over China, maybe down to Australia, because, boy, he's got a lot to do today, doesn't he? It is Christmas Eve on WTMJ. And uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we've got Debbie Lazaga, and she has some holiday traditions to share with you. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'll be home. For Christmas. It's 840. We've got 44 degrees at WTMJ, and in spite of the fact that it's a foggy and cloudy Christmas Eve, and we're gonna get up to 53, can you believe that? Uh, we've got Debbie Lazaga here, and she's gonna get you in the mood with some holiday traditions. Please.
5: Outside of our American traditions of Christmas trees and stockings, the kinds of family traditions can vary widely and can be, let's say, unorthodox. For example, in Mexico, the nativity scene is a big deal, but they do it differently. It's carved. Out of radishes, or in Italy, Santa doesn't bring the toys. It's La Befana, a kind old witch who brings the kitty's toys on her broomstick. You're
4: a wizard, Harry.
5: Well, I wanted to take a walk around the old GKB stomping grounds to see what some of our teammates do. Ah, yes, our director of sales, Stephanie Sulak. Any fun traditions? Every single year we have to come up with some sort of gag gift or fun game. So we've done things like pie-in-your-face type of contest where they have to like lick through the whipped cream to get the candy. We've done that saran wrap game where there's a $50 bill in the middle. And our host of our show, What's on Tap, Sandy Max. What's a good holiday tradition you do?
3: Well, ever since I was six months old, my parents started taking me to get my picture taken with Santa Claus. You know, the mall Santa. Well, I never stopped. Every single year, I go to a mall and get my picture taken with Santa and give it to my parents as a Christmas gift. And they love it.
5: And hey, we're not talking just about Christmas either. Ever hear of the Yule log? Cassandra, fill me in. celebration of Yule is a celebration of the winter solstice, which means we're halfway through winter and it's like a festival of lights where we're looking forward to winter ending and the sun coming back. So we do things like we reflect on the past year of all the things that were awesome throughout the year. You have trees like you do for Christmas to symbolize that things can grow even when everything is dead outside. And a lot of the decorations and even like having a log comes from Yule. Decorating is another popular way we can show our cultural differences consider the pickle. My children, who are now adults, still to this day, decorate the tree by themselves and hide the pickle and have the most fabulous time doing it. Um, Can you clarify that, please? Um, It's an ornament and it's made out of glass and you hide it within the tree. And then when you find it, you get to hide it and then they have to, the other person has to find it. Thanks, Angela Kornacki. She's in our creative services department. There are tons of traditions people can try on for a bit. We know Santa is our go-to guy when we want to make sure the kids are being good, right? Well, what about the famous Krampus who kidnaps naughty kids and takes them to his lair and eats them? Oh yeah, food is where we get some of the widest array of holiday traditions. Anyone for some Norwegian cured fish?
0: Every Christmas Eve, uh, we have lutefisk, uh, which is the cod that is first dried and then reconstituted with lye. It is the ultimate of acquired tastes. It grows on you.
5: Not into reconstituted cod? That's okay. Wisconsin historian John Gerda has another option for you.
0: Also, and this is a, a really, it's a wonderful part of the same meal, is lefse, which is a Norwegian potato tortilla. And it's really good. And now our kids make Lessa on the day before Christmas Eve, uh, which is a lot of fun. And these large sort of pizza-sized circles, Uh, you roll it out and it it smells great and it tastes great. And it's wonderful for sandwiches uh, later on.
5: No matter what culture you come from or what holiday tradition you practice, we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and the happiest of holiday seasons. Debbie Lazica, WTMJ News. I think
1: I'm going to stick with my shrimp cocktail. All right, it is 8.40. Ooh, loot fish and the pie and the I, I, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think just the shrimp. All right, uh, it's 8.44. We're just a minute away from Matt Saucer and Sports right here at WTMJ. It is 44 degrees at 851, and it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Media Critic and Pop Culture Editor. And on Milwaukee.com, it's our own Matt Miller. And Matt, that song, Candy Cane Lane, what makes me think of Christmas in a... And a movie with Eddie Murphy that's, is it on Amazon Prime right now?
0: Yes, it is an Amazon Prime original, and it is a nightmare. It is a (laughs) holiday nightmare. I put it on the other night just because, you know, it's like, let's see what a holiday movie is like. Let's see what this is all about. It's terrible. It was a really terrible movie. There's not a laugh in the entire movie. It is weirdly a cheerless Christmas movie, just like a really unpleasant movie about how much people don't like each other. It feels like a throwback to the kind of Christmas movies we made like twenty, fifteen years ago, like Christmas with the Cranks and Four Christmases, where the whole point of the movie was how much people didn't want to be with each other, which... Oh. It's just really bad. And like the premise of the movie is, you know, there's this Christmas like competition in the neighborhood and Eddie Murphy just got laid off. So he's obviously getting really into this competition. Uh, but then he makes a deal with an angry elf devil who it wants to turn him into a porcelain doll. And then it becomes a chase to catch golden rings from various. Aliveness. It is an absolute disaster. Everyone is working very hard for absolutely no laughs. Uh, so what I'm basically trying to
1: say is, skip this one. <laughs> now, now, this is your very first Christmas as a married man. Yes. And yeah, so I mean, this is, this is really special. That first Christmas with your wife? is she saying, "Come on, Matt, let's watch some romantic Christmas movies? Uh, n- no, we just watched
0: some of our favorite classics. Uh, so my our, my family's classic Christmas movies are Christmas, uh, A Christmas Story, and Muppet Christmas Carol, and then hers are some of the classics, The uh, White Christmas, and uh, and the uh, yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which I actually saw for the first time. The original You've never seen it? I had never sat down and watched the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street for the first time, and you know no. what? It's a- very charming movie very delightful movie it's weird watching it because you're like oh wow this is like the rosetta stone for every hallmark movie like you watch it and you're like oh business-minded woman who needs to learn how to enjoy christmas yeah that's a hallmark story Guy who uh, people believe to be Santa Claus, mystically causing people to have success in their lives. Oh, yep, that's a Hallmark movie. Oh, next door neighbor who's charming and is helping out with all of this. Oh, yep, Hallmark movie. It's very funny to watch it and be well, like, "This is this is the origin story." Hey,
1: well, that's that's just it. Is there's nothing on those Hallmark movies that's original?
0: No, they have five plots. They have <laughs> there are five Hallmark movie plots, and they just run through them all. They just mix them up a little bit. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that, that's the Hallmark Channel.
1: Oh, well. Now, I know there are some movies that I have opened this weekend, and the one that kind of fascinates me, and I don't know if this is a new kind of Christmas movie, but uh, it's about migrating ducks.
0: Yeah, this is the new animated kids movie coming out this weekend called Migration. It's from the same studio that does Despicable Me, and super mario brothers and it's one of the rare original animated movies to kind of come out original animation has really struggled to get people back into theaters um, so we'll see how this one does. I saw it the other day. I think it's pretty charming. I don't think it's like a Pixar movie or anything like that where, you know, like it, it goes above and beyond what you expect from an animated movie. It's kind of a classic kids movie and that it's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of manic behavior. It's a pretty simple story about ducks migrating and getting lost and parents having to learn how to let go and to, to let their kids into the world. Yeah, Pretty standard issue kids' movie fair, but it's really cutely animated. There's some really cute stuff in it, and I, I think, you know, kids and families are going to enjoy it if they want to, you know, spend 90 minutes, you know, at the movie theater.
1: The the one thing that bothers me is it features the voice of Danny DeVito, and there's just something about that man that really annoys me.
0: <laughs> this is the Christmas time. Don't say that about Danny DeVito. He's just trying to entertain the children. <laughs>
1: All right. Now, speaking of entertaining the children and probably some adults, I mean, you remember here uh, about a month ago with the lines wrapped around Costco and Total Wine because Jason Momoa was in town and he is back on the screen as Aquaman. What do you think? Is this going to be a hit?
0: Yeah, I think more people probably showed up for his uh, his alcohol thing than they're going to show up for this movie. <laughs> and fair enough, because the movie's kind of bad. Um, the movie is it's the last. Of, yeah, it's the last of the DC movies, and it just feels like a damp squib, pun intended. You know, the the plot is super messy and all over the place, and the special effects look really cheap. I don't know what the deal is with DC and Warner Brothers and their in-house special effects studio but they're really dropping the ball the movie looks really crummy in a lot of shots and i I will say i really like jason momoa as a star but he's turned into a real ham sandwich on screen where he's just so over the top so big so loud and it just feels like a movie where nothing matters which is disappointing you know the world is at risk and you know his family's at risk and there's just never a point in the movie where you're like oh people care you know it's A lot of people had that same problem with Thor Love and Thunder last summer where it was just, oh, this movie is just so busy trying to be goofy and funny that it doesn't actually care about telling a story that's gripping people. And that's kind of the Aquaman problem here. Um, It feels like what people thought the first Aquaman movie was going to be, where they thought it was going to be super jokey and super silly and not really a movie to be taken seriously. And then the original Aquaman came out, and it was like, oh, this is a fun movie. It's, it's sincere in its silliness, and it, it, it's really kind of entertaining. Uh, and now, five years later, we get the sequel, and it's like, oh, you made the Aquaman movie we were afraid you were going to make the first time.
1: Okay, now, Matt, we're almost out of time, so I just need a quick yes or no answer. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk to you the day after Christmas, too. You'll have more movie news for us. Matt Miller from onmilwaukee.com. I'm Libby Collins. Stick around right at in just a couple of minutes. We've got Green Bay Game Day, and have a very Merry Christmas.